0: Come on, Mark. We can't do this without you. It's up for debate. Silence!
1: You're listening to the Blue Box Podcast, and for the next 60 minutes, we'll be enjoying a very merry Christmas so that you don't have to.
2: really good when went silent so we all literally
1: just like that i'm gonna have to do it again now aren't i why why because so that you can put this on the easter egg
0: <laughs> <laughs> simon chooses Please. the easter egg you don't give simon an easter egg i think you should start easter. like
1: that hello i'm jr hello i'm lee i'm mark i'm simon and tonight we're just going to be having a general chimwag about Christmas mm. and Christmas type things and Christmas specials and the Feast of Stephen, which we all remember really well, don't we? Merry
2: Christmas, everybody.
1: Does anybody here remember and to the everyone Feast of at Stephen?
0: home? Oh, funnily enough, I've been listening to the Daleks Master Plan on the way to and from work this week, so yeah, it's still relatively fresh in my memory. Tell us about the Feast of Stephen then, Mark. It's a bit of a weird kind of random diversion from the main story. um... It's a 12-parter, if you're not au fait with it. Um, Bit of an epic. And they obviously realised that this episode was going to fall on Christmas Day in 1966, was it? Five. 65, yeah. Um, So it's got no relevance whatsoever to the rest of the story. And it's just them kind of wandering around. I say them. That's the Doctor, Stephen, and Sarah Kingdom. Yes, indeed. Yeah, they get kind of... God.
1: It must be it? Christmas.
0: Yeah, they end up getting hoiked into a police station because they're faffing around outside a police box. Hoiked? Loitering.
1: Faffing? Yeah. <laughs> He's
2: got his dictionary open.
0: Yeah.
1: If you uh, think this yeah. is going to get you out of on the spot, Mark. But you keep uh, talking. Tell see. us about the Come Feast on. of Stephen. Um,
0: yeah, and it's obviously set at Christmas time. All these revellers kind of celebrating. And then it randomly goes off to it's supposed to be the 1920s um, and they go they land in a a film studio and they meet up with Bing Crosby who's very bitter because Charlie Chaplin is stealing his thunder and all this kind of malarkey. Wow
1: have you and okay two questions one Mm. is this the first Doctor Who Christmas special?
0: Well I think it sets a precedent because it's kind of separate from the rest of the stories in it's that hard, season
2: it's hard to say that though isn't it because it wasn't planned
0: yes it be, was yeah. this is my was whole it? point yeah. it was planned they knew there was
1: going to be an episode on Christmas Day so they filmed right. so they filmed an episode that would just be a Christmas run around in which the Doctor turns around to the camera at the end and wishes the viewers it's a bit
0: like a carry on film really isn't it that kind of yeah do you know I don't I don't comedy. reckon it was
2: scripted that he, he broke the fourth wall though and turned around at the camera surely oh I've no I'm sure idea. that was a William Hartnell saying "Hee he I can do what I like Really, happy
0: Christmas! <laughs> he probably viewers. just forgotten his line, so he thought, Well, oh, I'll just wish everyone a Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's yeah, amazing so
2: he the... got
1: through that without fluffing it. Oh, bless! Yeah. He stone so, cops. so, yeah, yeah, it is, it is the first and Literally. only in the classic series Doctor Who Christmas special. I would definitely say so, yeah. But what about um, Canine and Company?
2: Oh, that's no, not canon, is he? Not counting that. Well, I he don't sings know. Merry Christmas at the end or Happy Christmas, doesn't he?
1: We wish you a Merry Christmas. It's not. Although it's in the Doctor (laughs) Who universe, it doesn't have the Doctor Who logo on it. So you can't count that as Doctor Who. That's like saying the Sarah Jane Adventures of Torchwood is Doctor Who. It is. Kind of. Only kind (laughs) of. Has anybody seen Adam Bullock's animation of it on YouTube? Yes. No, I haven't actually. What did you think of it?
3: Uh. Well, it. (laughs)
1: I mean, it is Be honest. cheap as chips, yeah. but unlike some of the other animations on YouTube that are cheap and really naff, this has got some real style to it Yeah, and puts the story over so much better than these sort of really nasty cheap ones with just a talking head. Well, it's certainly better than just listening to it. And yeah, them. I thought mm. so. I, But I, did, I haven't sort of sat down and watched through the entire thing, but I've sort of dipped into it, mm. and it's great. If, mm. Somebody ought to pay that guy to go and animate all the episodes because he did it for no money. He could do all 106 if they paid him enough. And if they did it in that style, I'd quite happily accept that. Feast to Stephen, I thought
2: it would be like a 25-minute episode of watching Stephen have an all-you-can-eat buffet.
0: Mark, tell us, is that what <laughs> happens? <laughs> Unfortunately not. No, sorry, that's a rubbish joke. <laughs> Isn't there a, that's yeah, a, crack a, joke. a cracker Isn't there a claro.
2: load of people going, oh, blimey, governor, me cottony Sparrows and all that? That's I what I seem that. to remember. I haven't no, watched that's it properly. The, Perhaps he's not being literal. That's the Perhaps thing. he's well, just
0: being figurative. Are think, you being figurative? I think they land in the <laughs> north of, of England. Like so I don't I think there's shouting. an awful lot of cockneyness going on. Cockneyness? <laughs> <laughs> that's another word. You can have that one. <laughs> there's a lot of cacophony, isn't it, of, um
2: People shouting Cacophony. <laughs> oh, it gets better oh my god <laughs> it, well you know, you you've got a point there actually when i listen to it because i haven't seen it yet yeah the more when you listen to it and i i've listened to it without uh, it didn't have any commentary on it or anything it's got narration by uh, the Peter one Purvis. i listened to didn't have a narration it was just uh, on its own. i don't know where i heard it from maybe it's something you gave me years ago but i was just just scrabbling to think what the heck's going on i don't mm, <laughs> i don't yeah. understand any of this at all but that's where the uh, as jr says that really does it it
1: the animation yeah. really brings it to life. Yeah. It's really cheap. It's like, and it's quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not surreal, but quite um, impressionistic. Oh. So mm. it's not like, it is not animated to look like the episode would have looked. He's basically just put the elements in there that he can get away with telling the mm. story via. And so there's a bit uh, during the, there's like a cars bit where they're in a car. So there's no mm. backgrounds. He's literally just got a car with the characters in it on the screen with just like some black lines coming off it to sort of give you an impression that it's somewhere. <laughs> I quite like the idea of that. Is it yeah, f- no. Flash
3: it... animation. <clears throat> I yes, don't know
2: anything about that. I think it animation. is Flash,
1: yeah. Yep. Okay. Look uh, it up on YouTube. If you just put Feast of Stephen animation in YouTube, it's bound to come up. But it's by mm. Adam S. Bullock. Okay, well. and so I recommend check. going and looking this stuff up yeah
2: check it out kids and get back to
1: us and uh, tell us what you think of it on the on the email yeah it's Christmas there's far worse things you can do than checking out the Feast of Stephen <laughs> at Christmas <laughs> on Christmas Day and if, and if the viewing figures on that you know the hit rate on that YouTube video haven't gone up by at least 6 by Boxing Day <laughs> we will be coming round to see you
2: <laughs> that'll be two more than
1: us basically <clears throat> well that's <laughs> it how many listeners have we got? Uh, two slightly fewer than there were <laughs> 10 minutes ago mark no, you didn't cobbler. escape so you are going on the spot for 60
0: seconds on the subject of the end of time the end Ooh. of time mm. do you like it uh, i don't mind it i know a lot of people really yeah. hate it um i think that's one of the things that my poor long-suffering missus really hates is the end where he's kind of going off to visit all the past companions and it just seems to drag on and on. The Lord of the on, Rings ending. And on. Yeah, yeah. Um there's some quite cool ideas and I don't know, Wilf Wilf is brilliant. That scene with him and uh David Tennant when they're stuck on the spaceship and he's yeah. chatting about being in the war, that was quite cool. But what didn't it fellow? feel like
2: a big mixed bag of eels? and the ills escaping mm. as they, you know, all these little tiny plot things and all these ideas like Time Lords and they, boop, oh, they've gone. Oh, they turned up. All oh, that turned up. That's gone. It felt a bit like somebody had chucked all the wrong ingredients into a cake I, and just I given it a I think for stirring. me, a it, trifle.
1: <laughs> I was trying
2: to avoid a trifle. I always say that one. That's I think a bad a trifle. trifle. Yeah. They could have... Uh, you 60 seconds, surely. <laughs> uh,
0: no, he hasn't. He's had 70. Oh, right,
2: okay, go on and keep going.
0: They could have finished up Tenant's... <laughs> time on the show at the end of series four and really had him regenerate i
1: thought that was going to happen i wonder if i've been told not but Mm. i still suspect i wonder if he was due to go in journey's end because he couldn't do the following year because of the hamlet he knew he was going at around that time Mm -hmm. and he probably handed his notice in for journey's end and then the dates, they looked at the dates, and they thought, we can get one more year out of him if we do specials. So they said to him, oh, David, just stay on a bit for the specials. And he said, oh, it's Doctor Who. And said, yes. So in Journey's End, I mean... Why did he go in incredible camp? Because it's David Bloody Tennant. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Yeah. You must have been there at the meeting, I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah.
1: But you know what I mean? In Journey's End, it would have, if David Tennant had regenerated mm. at the end of that first episode of What was the Mm. first episode? Um, Stolen Earth. Mm. If he'd regenerated into the 11th Doctor at the end of the Stolen Earth, Mm. and then the Handy Doctor had appeared in Journey's End, Mm. not only could they have had David Tennant in both episodes, but they could have introduced a new Doctor. But because David Tennant was still filming it, nobody would have known, you know, from taking production photos, Mm. you know, the fans and whatnot they would not have known that this other actor was also playing the Doctor because David Tennant would have been there in the shots with him. So they just thought he was a guest star. So they could have put that on and had the 11th Doctor as a surprise for everybody. Just superb, isn't it? And it would also have made, because obviously there would have been quite a lot of production technicalities surrounding filming a story with two David Tennants in. Whereas if you wrote that story for two different actors playing the Handy Doctor and Mm. the 11th Doctor.
2: But now we know the 11th Doctor is Matt Smith. Okay, and had it been Matt Smith, well, it wouldn't have David been Matt Smith. No, no, but just just That's saying. saying. Yeah.
1: Oh, it would have been great if it hadn't been Matt Smith, yeah. but it
2: wouldn't have been Matt Smith. They'd have both been completely manic together, wouldn't they? <laughs> Get a word in edgeways.
1: <clears throat> it would have been an interesting concept. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen it. I'll we'll I see know, what just, happened next
2: year. I definitely
1: want it Matt It may Scott. yet happen. Well, in, well in, you, in you know, there's, happened,
2: a, there's still a David Tennant in another universe.
1: Well, he's had his dry run now, hasn't he, with uh, General Louise Coleman. He's proven that he can do something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever they try things like this out, I just wonder if they're testing the water for something bigger later <sighs> yeah. on. I do wonder that. Because so right I heard uh, that the General Louise Coleman character in Asylum of the Daleks was added in as an afterthought by Stephen Moffat once he realised that she was available and he could do it. And according to Caroline Skinner, apparently said that's the executive producer. And, you know, according to what she said, then you would have to take it that the character in asylum of the Daleks has got nothing whatsoever to do with the character that she's going to be playing in the Christmas special. But to my mind, that's the case of the production team telling fibs Mm. so that the surprise when it does come of how the characters connect is even more of a surprise. Mm. So I just wonder, A, if these people are thinking of ways that they can manage to do these things, and B, you know, when they tell us that they're not, you know, exactly how close to their chests are they playing their cards? So which part of the
2: journey are we entering into now then, Joe? Where are we going with this Christmas episode, this special that we're doing tonight?
1: We're just going to talk about Christmas. We are not going to talk about Doctor Who. (laughs) At the start of this podcast, did you not hear what I said? Yes. Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything about Doctor Who. I didn't say we were going to be talking about Doctor Who. Simon, (laughs) when you were a kid, what was the best part of Christmas? The cat's ass? What? I thought you were doing an impressionation of a cat's ass. (laughs) (laughs) I just what's that got to do with Christmas oh yeah
2: yeah Um, looking down the end of the bed when you first wake up and seeing that there are actually presents that the flat stocking is all lumpy oh yeah that is a great that is a great one I remember that with such fondness and
1: excitement did you have a stocking yes I had a sack yeah I had a pillowcase yes oh for goodness sake where did you live somewhere where they could afford to give us more presents than you could fit in the bloody stocking Lee (laughs)
2: yeah Knightsbridge. Um no, well where did I live? Well I lived in a council estate, so I was do you know what we had we had stockings for a while and then when our our original you stockings You lived on a council estate. Our, our original stockings wore out. Fish <laughs> Yeah, no. Those tight. old tights. I <laughs> yeah. had to do tights one year. But they were like they were two. Oh you were happy because you got <laughs> Two legs, yeah, <laughs> I do. So these, Tites Tites were, but stretchy. did you yeah. have a couple of prosthetic limbs for Christmas? <laughs> no, but When I woke up in the morning, I remember seeing these two legs and thinking, what the hell's that? half a Harvard person. <laughs> 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 but, um, <laughs> oh, dear. oh that was horrible. And I hate, I hate the feeling of tights anyway, it's something I really can't stand. You know, you get. We don't wear don't. them then <laughs> but you know what I mean it's just like oh static and drying and I had to get my hands down these to oh dear hold gra- I hope they were washed well they knew yeah I was going to say <laughs> I don't know Mark
1: are <laughs> you were stockings or a sack man uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been
0: trying to get that one out for the last five yeah, minutes oh Luke oh dear. sorry that's what she said <laughs> Um, I don't remember ever having a stocking actually I think we used to have our presents underneath the tree so you just uh, Sneak downstairs and uh, sort of, have a little oh. the trees. You didn't have a got. stocking. See, to me, remember anyway. that's
1: a nightmare because if it's presents under the tree, mm. do they appear there on Christmas Eve after you've gone to bed or are they there it's over. Right. No, they're there over the you whole... to, No, after oh, you've gone to bed. That's okay. Because, I mean, the thing about presents under the tree is, you know, your parents, mm. when you're like three, mm. they're like, put them there after you've gone to bed on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. But then when you're like six, they're like, oh, God. We've got nowhere to hide it. Oh, let's just put them in. So they're <coughs> tormenting mm. you with having presents under the tree for about that two that to weeks my wife. before Christmas. That's horrible.
0: I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah, you you can't are do nasty. That. I am very nasty. You do that with your wife, did you say? Yeah.
1: Is she a stockings or a sack man? <laughs> man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm
3: saying. Hey, mate, he called you <laughs> What else
2: is She's going to kill me. <laughs> the, I think the smell of Christmas. Uh, this is important to me because I've lost my, sense of, lost my sense of smell. That'll now. be down, to, that'll be down to the tights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the smell of satsumas and uh, you can't really smell oh, nuts, but you know what I mean, serious. that kind of Cinnamon spruce.
1: Thing. Sprouts? What? Christmas. It's traditional sprouts on Christmas it is, Day. It is, but I don't know. Talk the about of the smell. The sprouts. smell, the smell yeah. of sprouts or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the smell of spruce. That's a weird way of
2: pronouncing sprouts. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. God almighty.
0: Spruce... Yeah, Spruce Springsteen. Um, no. Spruce Spring, Spring, scone, scone. <laughs> Spruce or Sprouts? I
2: don't
0: know. Just for the listeners' benefit, we're not drunk. I'd just like to point Do you know out. what? It'd have been better if we were. Yeah, it might, it <laughs> it'd might have been might a better be podcast. Idea. No, I think
2: so. I think smell is important. Cinnamon smells and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's. I love the smell of well, all. we
1: kind of cancel the don't you, lived on <laughs> I don't associate the smell <laughs> <don't> of cinnamon <laughs> with Christmas. <laughs> don't you? No, I don't think so. I do now because all the candles we have.
2: But certainly not when I was a kid. Yeah. But i tell you what else I relate to Christmas. Is the TV Yeah. back in the days of the Record Breakers special and, and all the, the specials? There yeah. were always specials of nearly yeah. every programme yeah. and you do come not get that now.
0: When I was a kid, one of the things that would get you really excited is when you start seeing a BBC eye come up. Yep. It would yeah, yeah. be special, kind of Christmassy eye up. Mm.
1: Do you know, my best-remembered televisual Christmas... Well, because I used to, I wasn't so much into the special programming, but the main channels I always used to put on film series, like an actor, like a David Niven series or mm. something <laughs> like that. And my best Christmas ever was the Jack Lemon series they put on when I was about twelve. And actually thinking about it now, a lot of those Jack Lemon films are quite grown up, not really mm, for kids. Mm, mm. But I don't know, something about when I was eleven or twelve that I just really got into it because he always played this slightly downtrodden character. Mm. And in most of these films, especially as they were particularly choosing ones that would be fairly appropriate for Christmas, he'd have a happy ending. But there's just something about Jack Lemon playing these downtrodden characters. I like him, I him in the ab-
0: apartment. He's brilliant in that film.
1: Yeah, see, I don't remember the apartment or no. some like it hot or any of the famous ones. Mm. They were all the smaller, lesser-known ones that were part of this series. But I, I don't know. I just spent one Christmas <laughs> watching a new Jack Lemon film every night for a fortnight. Absolutely It'd have been good, in Doctor it. Who. Jack Lemon in Doctor Who. It'd have been great, wouldn't he? No, he
2: wouldn't have fit the programme. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. He could be the American Doctor Who. That would have worked brilliantly. What well, Walter Matto was the master. <laughs> that would be interesting. I'm, being, I'm joking. It'd be terrible. I am the Matto. <laughs> that mm. didn't work. It did not. No. Um, but I also like things like... Um, didn't the Phoenix and the Carpet, the old seventies version, didn't that kind of end at Christmas? So you had these BBC dramas, children's dramas like that, and the Box of Secrets. Bo- no, Box, Box of Delight. Sorry, that's
1: the one. Yeah, I remember that. Well, well yeah, they were mm. all timed to start six weeks before Christmas, so they'd finish on like Christmas mm. Eve. Or, yeah. But of course, that had Pat, Pat in it, Pat yeah.
2: Trouton. and right, you know, right, right. as a Who fan, even at that age, yeah. dead excited to see Pat in anything.
3: Mm. Mm. So I loved him I didn't, in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You I didn't see Box it, of the Night, uh, no. Such
2: a big part I was of me too old up. for that,
0: were you? Yeah, I must have been just about the right age for it. But yeah, it's great. had that
2: weird mix of animation and mm. live action, didn't it? Yeah, I've got it at the moment. If you look at it, it's it's not great. Got to be honest, it is it, pretty badly done, you know, from our standards. But the atmosphere of it just yeah oh, it just pours out.
1: It's gorgeous. I have seen it on DVD, and I did like bits of it, but mm. I have to say. Probably partly because Mm. of that anime. I think it's one of those things, if you've got fond memories of it when you were a child, you'd forgive the flaws. Mm. If you come to it... Like all of Doctor Who. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, probably. (laughs) We've discussed this on a previous podcast. But, you know, um, something like Children of the Stones, which is also something I came to as an adult because we just didn't watch ITV. Yeah, me too. But Children of the Stones hangs together really well. Whereas Box of Delights
0: I just didn't no, think it, it hung together no. very well I really also, like the guy Who plays the um, The lead villain I forget his name now Is it Robert Cuthbert? Hardy. No. no
2: Are we no. talking about um, Children of the Stones No no, no um, oh, Box of Delights Box of Delights
0: um,
3: Oh I
1: know who you can't mean Can't remember now ah, I can't think of his name offhand. People Students. screaming Out there,
2: iPod at the moment. (laughs) Screaming at the iPod. It's so-and-so. And (laughs) And
1: they're screaming at the iPod, iPod. iPod. (laughs) No,
3: stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it.
2: The Christmas record breakers used to be brilliant because it used to be all celebrities and they used to do all these different acts and what have you with all people like Leslie Judd and things like that. Acts
1: or were they actually breaking records?
2: they used to just do like a sketch and then in the middle of it, somebody would run up and say, did you know that such and such a person talks O'Grady, Grady of, <laughs> you know, and all that sort of thing. Um, really? But I remember one in particular, they did Scrooge and it was like a musical word, version of Scrooge and that one sticks with me. Mm. My all-time favourite. The Blue
1: Peter ones. Yeah. There, there were, the Blue Peter, they used to do like a Blue Peter, not an identity. What? A pantomime. What? Blue, Blue Peter pantomime. Where they'd have the mm. four the three presenters from Blue Beetle. Yeah. Did, yeah, Guest, from, did yeah. Simon Green do one?
3: Probably.
2: Yeah. so, yeah. He used to that hanging lantern all the time,
0: didn't they? The, the, um, oh, God, that was a fire it. accident waiting to happen. Wasn't I know, it? we made one. Yeah, yeah. Burnt house down?
2: Uh, Nearly.
0: No. <laughs> no, no. But no, it your parents just fell went, apart. Yeah, okay, put it up, Simon, and then two minutes later, just wait till you've gone out of the room and then they took do it down. They used metal coat hangers. Oh, so they used to get really hot.
3: Ter- oh, my
1: stepdaughter brought home two of those Chinese lanterns, right? Because she wanted to let them off for some reason or other. And they just sort of like her and the missus just put them in my hands and said, right, Chinese lanterns, let them let them off. And I'm like, well, I've never seen one of these things before. What are you supposed to do? Well, you know, you light it, you wait till it's full of gas and then you let go of it. So mm. it floats into the sky. Mm. So I lit the first one and the paper caught on fire and it just sort of <laughs> burst into flames all over me.
2: Just supposed to open them up. Well, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: They didn't give me instructions. They just put these things in my hand. (laughs) The instructions are in (laughs) Chinese, obviously. So the second one, I thought, right, I'm not going to do that again. So in the second one, I was a bit more careful, and I lit it, and I waited for it to fill with gas, Mm -hmm. and I waited for it to fill with gas, and I waited for it to fill with gas, and eventually I just let go of it and it just fell on me. (laughs) (laughs) They kill cows anyway, don't they? Stupid cows um,
2: They eat eat the the remains, don't they? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid cows. Uh, the, the decorations have changed somewhat. I think I remember the decorations in my day. I don't know about you guys, but it was definitely not min- minimalist in our house. We used to have, and my mum what was it, listening, a maximalist? she was oh, Yeah. It was like from the middle of the ceiling where the lights were, yeah. you would have this kind of spider web thing of tinsel. Yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was like every year we'd get a new strip of tinsel. So it's almost like the whole ceiling was covered with this stuff. And then you'd get the tree also covered with tinsel. And just everything was tinsel So you could, yeah. And yeah. we'd have these. You weird could tell how old of... Lee's front room
1: was by <laughs> how many lines of tinsel. Yeah. <laughs> Count
0: the rings of the tree.
2: Mark, sorry, Mark. I no, no.
0: You'd have these weird kind of um, decorations that you'd sort of pin to the ceiling, and they kind of hang down. and They're like, like Chinese spiral sort of thing. Uh, or Chinese no, lanterns, uh, lanterns as well. I don't want to give Jr. any more dreams about Chinese lanterns. Lantern flashback. I'll tell you what, we've come up
2: against this year with <laughs> buying things for our kids, is, is it was really hard to find an advent calendar that didn't have chocolate in it. It
1: didn't what? have chocolate in we it. We used to have the
2: same advent calendar every year. Oh, and when that, you were a kid? Well, you, just, you, you just yeah. closed yeah. the doors, basically. You closed the doors, <laughs> and yeah. And you open it again the whole year. Yeah. That's cheap, isn't it? We just had one really good <laughs> advent calendar we didn't need, and we didn't need chocolate. We didn't need chocolate to be
1: the... No, we didn't. Uh, I'll tell you what I like now. They're quite expensive as advent calendars go, But you know, the Playmobil and the Lego ones. Like, yeah. yeah that's a bit expensive isn't it isn't that like 30 quid for an so advent calendar I think they're about, I think they're more like 20 but yeah you're
0: Whoa. certainly in the you right area you get the little lego figures don't you, behind each door so I suppose it's yeah,
2: well you're into your lego. it wouldn't be bad if it was a character's options, whatever it's called you know the little lego character version. building, character building. You get one of those each time, that'd be quite cool it'd be mm. quite good if, if the advent calendar, behind every window was part of another <laughs> advent calendar for next year
1: that's getting a bit timey-wimey that was it big the never-ending
2: advent calendar?
1: <laughs> so so just by the end, you've made advent calendar. like Russian advent calendars. Till eventually, it's
2: so <laughs> small you can't find it. <laughs> <That's>
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it
2: is strange because traditionally, um, uh, on TV and things like that, it, it was something like Morecambe and Wise. It was all variety. Yeah, yeah. that's the kind of thing I remember watching a lot of. That. Yeah, and I loved all that. But of course, the variety it seems to be Doctor Who now. That seems mm. to be all part of the evening. It's quite big Strictly. and brash and over the top.
1: Oh, see, yeah. You well, know, I quite mean, quite
2: lightweight. Voyager, the damsel.
1: But back then, riddling. when there were only the few channels, and when you had films premiering at Christmas, because I mean, these days with all the multi channels and DVD and on demand and internet and Netflix and everything else, you don't have film premieres. They don't. Film premieres do not mean what they used to mean. But back then, when it was several years before a film would come to TV, mm. ITV and the BBC used mm. to save their big film for Christmas. So you'd have one big film in the afternoon, then you'd have uh, the, you know, the news, and then you'd have a couple of variety programmes, and then you'd have the other big film in the evening. Mm. Mm. So then you had a couple of programmes sandwiched in between the films. Whereas now you've got the dominance of the soap operas. Psh, so mm. nowadays yeah. you've got the other stuff sandwiched in between the soaps and Variety's gone out the window, you've got yeah. things like Strictly and X Factor instead. Well, X Factor's yeah. time to finish so that they can have the single out in time for Christmas. Mm. So obviously that finishes early, but Strictly's not. So Strictly finishes Christmas Day, does it not? Or there's no, a,
2: Probably. I mean, that is kind of Variety.
1: Really. Yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. Strictly yeah. is the modern version of yeah, the yeah, old yeah. Malcolm & Wise Now, show.
2: far bit for me to, to say what's right and wrong with what people do on their Christmas Day, but do people really want to watch EastEnders and Coronation Street on Christmas Day.
1: They do. Otherwise, they wouldn't get such high viewing figures.
2: Don't they want to be happy <laughs> on Christmas <laughs> Day? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it, Simon? You're completely misunderstanding it. If you're watching a programme in which people are living lives that are more miserable than yours, that's only going to make you feel happier in yourself. Ha- hang on a minute. Can I me with joy.
2: Hang on. Can I just pull you up on that one? Right. Voyager the Damned. Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Everybody dies, pretty much. Yeah, I didn't like that one. In a nasty way. Nice people die all the yeah, way but I did through, like that one. and I came away going, "That was, that was really dark. I just wanted to enjoy myself, and that was really dark. <laughs> <laughs> I want some light. I'm going to put on EastEnders.
1: See, but, that's um, one of my favourites, Voyage of the day. I like, love that one. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh no, I, I do like it actually. I do enjoy it. But I just thought on the day, I thought this is a little bit, especially the the couple that win the the prize. Yeah. You know, in the Western outfits, even though they were annoying, and probably deserved to fall off the edge together, but um.
1: Yeah, no, I just thought it was a bit, everybody dies. What was everybody's reaction then to, now that we've brought the subject back to Doctor Who, which is probably what we should have been talking about from the start, (laughs) what was everybody's reaction to having an episode of Doctor Who on Christmas Day, the first time it happened? Not your reaction to the episode itself, but your reaction to having it.
2: Okay, It's, it's, it's quite sad, actually, because I had this kind of feeling of pride. Mm, yeah. uh, that we were suddenly giving the world, you know, nerds basically and fans, giving the world something that's ours and that's precious, and I was really excited, and I knew it was going to be good because we'd already seen the Eccleston thing, and I thought this is going to be great, it's going to be good, and I wasn't disappointed. It was fantastic. I thought it was excellent that particular episode, but I, it was all, it was all welling up inside me. I got so excited I couldn't actually talk for a good five ten <laughs> minutes. Wow. No, seriously, no. I did. And it was totally out of And it's because my boy was like, oh, Doctor Who on Christmas Day. And when he said that, I went, mm. oh, yeah. A child, excited about Christmas Day because of Doctor Who. Not because of yeah, Christmas yeah. Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, I
1: nearly wet myself. Did you... I've grown up now. Mark, <laughs> this is, uh, did you spend the day that first Christmas when you knew Doctor Who was going to be on in the evening? Did you spend the day in anticipation? Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was well, it's such a big thing. I mean the fact that it had come back at all, mm. uh, it's still buzzing from that. And when it got announced that it was going to be a Christmas special, it was just I don't know, it just gave it an extra bit of uh, anticipation.
2: Oh, well, plus the fact that brand new doctor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brand new true.
2: doctor on Christmas Day. How mm. brave is that? It's quite brave telly, isn't it, really?
0: Mm.
1: I guess. That's what Ross T Davies did, though. He he liked to do his big event episodes at Christmas. He did the same with the End of Time, didn't he? David Tennant mm. started and finished at Christmas, basically. Can I can I just ask where everybody watched it? Right. Well, uh, I,
2: well
3: it,
1: I then I was single and I would go to my parents for Christmas dinner, yeah. and I would make sure I was home by the time Doctor Who came on because this was before I could
0: record. Right, so it, you, you, could, you could do that. Okay, what about you, Mark? You okay? Uh, yeah. I'd, probably be at my parents for Christmas dinner and then be incredibly rude and make my excuses. And go wow, and that's it. pretty good. <laughs> Simon? Did seems... you watch it? Before Sorry. we move yeah, on, got... did
1: you watch it on your own or with Amy? Mm,
0: yeah, I, yeah, I would have watched it with the other half, yeah.
1: So it would be the two of you? Yeah. And I watched it on my own, the first two. Aww. Maybe the first three. Oh, that's
2: da, not Sitting on my own, own, own. Um, <laughs> Simon? I think I was sitting there with my partner of the time. Yeah. But could you watch it okay? Could you say... Uh, Partners of okay, the time. Okay, you're going to have to be quiet for this. there's a Doctor Who. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it was I was all right. quite lucky, if I remember her, her yeah. little girl as well. I had to, I had to it watch as well. it uh, with... Um, my family and another family. Yeah. Um, And the only people that were interested in watching it was me and my son. So everybody was talking all around me. Oh, Oh. no. Oh, no. And it was really hard to just, I just wanted, I wanted to go into another room, there was another telly, but I had scowls and looks of, you
0: can't do this, it's Christmas time. Mm.
2: But actually, um, it was such a good episode that everybody started watching it. So by the end, everyone's going. That was really good, isn't it? The Doctor Who's pretty good, actually. Yeah. And yeah. my brother-in-law was saying, "Oh, I understand why you like it now. I just thought the whole whole heap of crap." Well, that's kind of the point <laughs> of quite the nice Christmas of
1: him. specials, isn't mm. it? It is an advertisement for the series, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know the Christmas specials tend to get, on average, about two two and a half million. Oops!
2: <laughs> there goes the mobile.
1: Somebody's... Is that the Doctor? It's a here?
2: <laughs> oh, I wish. It's actually my (laughs) mother-in-law. Is she bigger on the inside?
1: Oh, well, it's the
2: the Tardis sound. I just, oh, yeah.
1: I mean, big heart. Anyway, carry on, Joe. What were you saying? I can't remember what I was saying, but uh, I'm saying it's an advertisement for the series. Yeah, Yeah, there are fans who moan about the Christmas specials and say things like, "Oh, they're too Christmassy," or "Oh, they're too standalone or too simple." But the the, the point with the Christmas specials, as far as I'm concerned, is one, they need to be standalone because you, those two and a half million people do not need to get halfway through the episode and think, right, I can't follow this and turn off. Mm. So they need to be relatively simple. Like The Runaway Bride was a fairly easygoing runaround in which didn't need to concentrate too much to follow what was going on in the plot. And it had the excitement, and it had the thrills and the spills. Yeah. And then at the end, you get the big confrontation with the villain. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And as long as they're good, and, you know, to be honest, with the exception of last year's, that I think was a bit too CBeebies, I think all the Christmas specials thus far have pretty much done their job.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah, I do miss I'll... the RTD christmas specials i think it rtd suited christmas specials mm. he had that he really? had such, yeah because he's got such a big personality anyway and mm. he's he's full of the joys of spring and he loves everything to be big and bouncy and fun because that's what his era was wasn't it all very colorful and big and fun and christmas is just so him and when he did those, yeah, christmas those specials, i really christmas enjoyed them.
1: specials didn't have anything to do with christmas what I mean, was called had... the christmas invasion yeah, and it had <laughs> <laughs> and it had robot
2: Santa's in it and killer
1: Christmas trees. That's pretty Christmassy. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is the story <laughs> no, did not reflect anything to do with Christmas. I don't think it's... A you know, the robot Santas could have idea. just been robots and the killer Christmas tree could just have been a killer. Yeah, I don't want the you don't want Doctor
2: Who going back to the time of <laughs> Jesus being born and then fending off Cybermen, do you? No, it's just, but what I'm saying gonna is... He's going to insult everybody in the world Spoilers
1: somehow. No, but oh, what I'm sorry. saying is you're saying Russell T. Davis's Christmas specials are very Christmassy and I'm saying the stories in the Russell T. Davis Christmas specials had nothing to do with Christmas. He would just throw in a Christmas tree and a few trinkets and there's your Christmas special. The Runaway Bride, for crying out loud, was a mid-series episode that got promoted to Christmas special because of that. And what I'm going on to say is the Stephen (laughs) Moffat Christmas specials are Christmas stories. And I'm not talking about Chronicles of Narnia or Christmas Carol. Which they are. I'm saying they are stories about redemption and reunification Christmas is all about bringing the family together and it's also about doing good things in order to forgive the sinful things that you've done before. The whole story of A Christmas Carol is all about Scrooge redeeming himself. Mm. And this is what Moffat does. His first Christmas special is a redemption story. His second Christmas special is a reunification story. Mm. And I don't know what we're getting this year, but it looks similar again. So what I'm saying is the Stephen Moffat Christmas specials are Christmas stories Whereas the Russell T Davies ones were just big Mm. action spectaculars with a Christmas tree.
2: You're right. Big action spectaculars with a Christmas um, background. It's just, you know, a story plastered on something with a bit of Christmas. But I preferred those to Moffat's Christmassy, and they are very Christmassy, episodes. Strangely enough, it's almost connecting back with what you're saying about where you used to get the movie premieres. Where you'd get something like the Poseidon yeah. Adventure sitting there
1: in the, well, that's it in the rundown. That's which absolutely obviously the, yeah. what the Ross T. Davis Christmas specials were. Yeah, um, apart from the two um, at either end, which were the event episodes: mm. David Tennant leaves and David Tennant joins, and David Tennant leaves. Mm. The three in the middle were basically blockbuster movies with a bit of tinsel thrown in. Yeah, done for Christmas Day. Poseidon Adventure, uh, Bringing Up Baby, essentially, but it could have been, you know, any Julia Roberts and Richard Gere type thing. And the third one was like, you know, your standard Christmas blockbuster.
2: Yeah, actually, at no point did um, Catherine Tate say she's freezing cold, did she? Oh, no, she did on top of the building. That's fair enough. Mark, you've not spoken for
1: ages. Uh, you, you, we,
2: can I just say, you were shaking your head
0: at The Runaway runaway Bride. Yeah, it's not my favourite one. Oh, Why? Simon well, Simons. It's a blast. Yeah, you're somewhat biased though. It's the f- the yeah, first twenty minutes are just
3: like I the, the best piece of that...
2: television in, ever. Mm. <laughs> and and the car chase, the... Like, It's the best dog. That ever. was cool. <laughs> I love that it. That was cool.
3: Yeah. The car and the chase scene was on cool. the roof is yes. beautiful. Lovely, yeah.
1: And yeah. yeah. I don't think there's a lot of great I think the only <laughs> thing. <laughs> I think the only thing that spoils the Runaway Bride, and we've covered this before, I think, yeah. is Ross T. Davis just does not know how to get through a confrontation scene. Plots he did would it be in the Christmas Invasion, and he does it in the Runaway Bride, mm. and there's a 15 minute scene at the bit where it should be getting to an exciting crescendo. Mm. 15 minutes is just too long.
2: No, the second half of that is not as. Good as the first half, I don't think. And but I, I you know, I love the design of the rack. I think it's fantastic. But you we were all expecting it to move around a bit, and it well, didn't. And you could just because it yeah, it's aesthetic, yeah, of course, it was gorgeous. And I even like the pantomime villains.
1: I, I think kind of the it. point of the Runaway Bride, though, is that it was a forty-five minute episode from the middle of series two that got promoted to Christmas special. Yeah. So they just filled out the fifteen minutes mm. by extending,
3: mm. you know,
1: basically that scene because obviously had the plot in his head already, mm. and whether it would have been quite as it was obviously the christmas
0: trappings would have been gone yeah.
3: but that's what i'm saying about the, the plot in Davis. inverted commas yeah.
0: <laughs> i know some people have a down on it but i really like the next doctor oh, I, I, I love do. it i yeah. do you don't do you
1: uh, that's my favorite of the tenant of the tenant christmas special uh, simon's, simon's not so keen i don't think are you? i
2: absolutely love elements of it i love uh, david morrissey it's incredible brilliant cyber king that's awful
3: I (laughs) really couldn't stand
2: the
1: Cyber King. Great.
2: Really? I just thought, why?
1: Because why it's cool and it's Christmas Day. Okay. Are you going to say why would they do that
2: in Doctor no, Who? Like, no, no. Actually, no. I've got a. You've got a point. A cyber. We've never heard of the Cyber King before. Yeah. And what annoyed me was that the the Tenth Doctor turned and said, "Oh, it's a Cyber King." You know, as if he'd seen him before. Yeah. Uh, what he should have said was, "I don't know. I've never seen that before." And yeah. I'd have been. I'd have bought it much. Yeah, more. Yeah. Well. And and, and if he'd also thrown also thrown the questioning new. of yeah. how the, how the heck did that giant thing live there how did they build that with all those children with this technology <laughs> you know how how did it well i don't know there's something going on here well, well we know that yeah, what because Cybermen if you asked me to describe the next doctor it wouldn't even occur to me that the cyber king was in it i've kind of blanked it out because <laughs> the interesting thing about the whole episode was the fact of this guy yeah who you thought yeah. was the doctor which i yeah. thought was a genius idea
0: yeah it's beautiful some of that episode is absolutely beautiful Mm. A new thing I thought did work was the Cyber Shades. I thought they were really good. you want to kick in, You're joking. Yeah, I love them. Do you want to kick in? <laughs> yeah, I really like them. Oh, great. my God. The best they were
2: name. like the idea of brass Cybermen. Their masks the, they they were the They were the
1: modern monoid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they had the coolest name ever, Cyber Shades. I was actually expecting to be Shadows controlled by the... That would have been great, but Cyber Shades just... Dogs with... F- not even dogs. The- Just men on all fours with, like, Rubbish. bits of black tape oh, hanging oh, was on the Worst floor. thing I'd ever seen. Oh, they no. never
1: made a toy <laughs> of them. <laughs> uh, you are see, Mark. Made yeah, a Seamark. Yeah, well, toy. that's them the them and trouble. They stopped making David tennant <laughs> see, that's not toys. bad. I
2: might make some money on eBay making some Cyber Shades out of uh, plastic
1: chimps from Just Zoo. Just a piece of coal. <laughs> from
2: Zoo toys a c- with a sideman head.
1: Just a piece of coal on. and chip away at it a bit and stick a sideman head on the front.
0: Cyberchase kids. It's right. But now David Morrissey was brilliant in it, and it's such a shame that he wasn't mm. next doctor.
2: No. Who, who designed the Cyberchase? Do you know who the designer of the monsters
1: were on that episode? Was that not a not Blue Peter designer monster? It was it was on it CBBS, ought to have been. wasn't it? It was a toddler designer monster competition. No way, man!
2: <laughs> Are you having me on? Of course yes, I am. Oh I would God. believe it though. I would
1: believe it. You know, it was preschool designer monster competition. Absorbable. <laughs>
2: was like, you know, as good as a Dalek, if you think about it that way, compared to the Cyber Shade being yeah. any good. Oh, anyway, what speaking we of
1: about? toys, as I was speaking of toys just now, last episode we were talking about toys, and I mentioned something <laughs> that made Leo almost wet himself, and I hadn't brought it, but I have now. Oh, oh. look at
2: that. Oh, want to go.
1: <laughs> it's the John Pertwee Sonic Screwdriver. Where would you get that from? Okay, that's not very much fun for the listener. <laughs> I've it's done fun. it once. You don't need to do it again. Oh, it's got a different sound every time. No, not much fun <coughs> for the listener, Lead, Put it down. <laughs> Who cares? Honestly, I'm having fun. <laughs> well, I just thought, you know, John Pottery Sonic Screwdriver. Okay. I you see can... you
2: brought along a daple, or dapple canine as well.
1: Oh, the green dapple I canine. Just noticed noticed no it's got, a, it's He's got a
2: painted tartan collar as well, so... Uh, hang on a minute.
1: <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> We've got to look it's the culprit. No, it hasn't. No, yeah. it's just gold. is crap. Hey, it was a joke. <laughs> Damn. Not terribly. So now that the Christmas specials are established, and now yeah. that we've all got catch-up TV, mm. do we still make an appointment to watch Doctor Who? Yes. I can't now, no. What? But probably for the reasons that you
2: say, mm. in that I don't get a chance to watch it without everyone talking over the top of it. So, oh how long do you wait mm.
1: before watching it? Next day. it's Next day As oh, well, is like Oh no,
2: no, no, no. Well, no, it might be a couple of days because it's so. It's all family, family oh, in my house. That's oh. a shame, isn't it? So we won't be recording yes. the yeah.
1: review of the episode podcast on Christmas Day. This. You mean
0: year. you spend Christmas with your family and you don't watch telly <laughs> and tell them to shut up? Oh, what a choice? That's unbelievable.
1: You are expecting us on Christmas Day, then, Mark? Right.
0: Um, we might just draw the curtains and pretend not to be at home. <laughs> <laughs> we should stage a kidnapping
2: for you, Simon. Oh, no. You know, to make it, they'll be worried for a couple of days, but at least they'll have got to see Doctor Who on the right <laughs> day. Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: Will you be watching it on Christmas Day? I assume, uh, Mark.
0: There's a very good chance of that. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, lucky, lucky this year. It's just just us in, Actually, the, in the house, it, and all I may the kids are well going to watch, it. watch it late at night. Late at night, Christmas Day. I might do. Yeah, I'll probably do that. Yeah, you should do. Because otherwise... boilers. Yeah, thinking about it. This is <laughs> fascinating for the listener, but yeah, I, I won't be home until after Boxing Day, so yes, I
1: Are we... Um, this has lee least gone off in a world of his own. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the angle that I'm
2: looking at Simon, he's got a pop shield on, which is a round black thing that stops you from going... And it looks like he's got a master beard. It's very strange.
1: Okay. Don't look like Perhaps bang. you ought to explain to the listeners. If the listener knows what the pop shield is, right, I've they just don't explained need you it. to explain it. But if the listener doesn't know what the pop shield they is, they won't care anyway. Perhaps as part of your explanation, you might you might inform them of the fact that it fits yeah, to they the might think microphone. A po- oh, I'm sorry. They might the think
2: the pop shield something that protects you from one direction. Oh, that's good. Can you buy them?
1: No. no. Well, that's no good then, is it? otherwise you just walk around all day going bop, bop, <laughs> or something. are we
2: allowed to get, have a guess at what we think the snowman's going to be about i know what it's about
1: what, have you seen it no i know what it's about you know what it's about yes I know then you about. can't talk about it then can you it's like on the i've mentioned this but i don't think i've mentioned it on the podcast but the uh, uh the listeners are probably going to find this highly amusing when because i write the reviews for starburst and we get access to certain episodes early so that we can review them but Mm. others the sort of high profile ones we don't Mm. so on the website if you click on for say for example the angels take manhattan you just get instead of the episode you just get a logo that says this content is not available to you Mm. and for asylum of the daleks you remember they kept the big secret about the fact that jenna louise Coleman was in it Mm.
0: and
1: so i got this Big bannerhead on the on the uh, website BBC <laughs> previews Doctor Who Asylum of the Daleks. Sorry, this content is not available to you and then in small print underneath, please don't tell anyone that general Louise Coleman's in it <laughs> <laughs> dope. <laughs> It didn't do it, actually. And it kind of defeats the object. Do maybe. it. It didn't actually say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't actually say that in as many words, but it might as well have. And mm. I think maybe I'm the only person in the entire country who read the small print, because about two weeks before the episode was on, I've suddenly discovered that Jenna Louise coltmans in it brilliant so you know what the snowman's about then so then i wrote to the bbc publicist Snowfums and said look i've already discovered jenny louise coleman's in it because it says on your website what's the chances of me watching this thing now nope they said no yeah mm. oh well <laughs> good try
2: though
1: do i know mm. what the christmas special's about yeah
2: you do don't you yeah ah, that's a shame what about you simon any guesses of what what might happen no i haven't really thought about it no no you haven't thought about it? No. That's a change from a few years back, isn't it? It is.
3: It's mm-hmm. become um,
2: jaded. Be- become I like love the snowman, though. I do so I like the way they move in the little bit I've seen of the trailer. The CGI is gorgeous. I love it. I haven't yeah. seen the
1: trailer. and are You can't avoid of, everything. I, so why are you asking these questions? What do <laughs> <are> you <laughs> think you guess
2: what it's about? Well, because, well I, I don't want to know necessarily about the trailer, but I'm just trying to think, you know, what do people think of it and stuff? You said they move really well, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Because from the clips, from the photos, they just look silly to me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to them actually convincing me that they're good. I hope that'll I think be they're good. bad. You yeah, think, I they're think, bad? So I think they're bad? Don't think they do. Oh, you dad. Richard Grant. Looking forward to him. Yeah, he does the look iconic pretty actor.
1: Pretty oh everybody makes a big fuss about (laughs) that it's boring mark (laughs) what is (laughs) enough already what's it oh the bbc tweeted or put out on their website we're going to make an announcement like tomorrow this is a few months ago okay about an iconic actor who's going to be in the doctor who christmas special and everybody's going iconic actor and they're all thinking tom cruise jack lemon this kind of thing, yeah, <laughs>
3: you know, I'm kidding. But you know, what I'm
1: they said he was going to be an iconic actor, so everybody's thinking way out there. What's mm. the biggest, most iconic star they could have got? Arnold Schwarzenegger, probably. But you know, and then the following day, <laughs> or whenever it was, when the BBC made their announcement, it was like Richard E. Grant, which to mm. me was not a disappointment no, because no, Richard I E. Grant no, no. has played the Doctor twice in two non-canonical enterprises. To actually have him in Doctor Who, especially being as he is the other star of Null and I and, you know, the the both of them have a big Doctor mm. Who connection, right? Mm. Mm. So to have Richard E. Grant in Doctor Who was not a disappointment. And the word iconic in so far as fans of the programme are concerned, Richard E. Grant should be a hugely iconic figure in go doctor who land mm-hmm. but ever since they made this announcement that there was going to be an iconic announcement and then you know it was richard e grant you know there are a certain kind of fan not pointing any fingers or naming any names why are you pointing at lee what <laughs> there are a certain kind of fan who every time the word richard e grant comes up i on prefacing it with the word iconic
0: what in... Sarcastically. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Mark, what do you
0: like? I like him. I like Widener. I think he's yeah, a great yeah. Film. yeah,
3: yeah.
0: He's
2: going to be great in this. He looked great in the clip. Yeah, he's... I mean, the bit
0: in the clip that I saw. For a Christmas
2: villain, hands. he's
1: pretty much perfect casting, isn't he? Mm. Mm.
2: I'm hoping the Ice Warriors are going to turn up because there, there was this this line, wasn't there? I think somebody may have written this already, but there was this line in Waters and Mars about the Ice Warriors um, controlling snow or something. And that would be fantastic if the Ice Warriors were in it and they controlled snow. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You can't control water. but they can control. Mind you, you've got a link to Waters of Mars.
1: Then. Exactly.
3: <gasps>
2: Stephen
1: wow. Moffat exactly. linking to a T. Davis story. You never know. Ice Warriors. You never know. You know, this is, <laughs> I've been listening to a few podcasts lately and it's quite amusing how many times, or even on the forums or everywhere, right, people will speculate on you know when they're in the middle of a series they'll speculate on where they think the threads are going and what they think the important scenes and references are right and Mm. people don't seem to differentiate between a script by Stephen moffat and one that somebody else has written it's like you're talking about the ice warriors reference (laughs) in the waters of mars right there's a zygons reference in um the power of three Mm. but that's not important no. That is a Chris Chibnall script. I know. Ice. But it's not it isn't important. That's
2: right, it's just thrown in there for a bit of a laugh, possibly. But um, you know, there is a direct line from the doctor, doesn't matter which episode it was. And ice warriors are around and they like ice. But they don't <laughs> like ice.
0: I think it could be Yeti in disguise.
2: Just giant Mr. Frosty's walking around. Yeti's oh God, my brain's yeah. about to
1: explode.
2: Don't you dare tell us we'll have to punch you in the liver. <laughs> Mark, you can reach him from there, can't you? <laughs> but when does this podcast go out? Does it go out before, or after Christmas? This it one? goes out before Christmas. Oh right, okay. So you definitely can't say anything
1: at all.
3: <laughs> He's going to cry. You him, can't
1: believe it? how much pressure this is. It's like a, a boiler about this explode. <laughs> next week, when we review the Christmas episode, I am also going to bring the preview that was in Doctor Who magazine of the next eight episodes. You know our very first episode of this podcast. Yeah, we did looking forward to the five episodes of mm. series 7a yeah yeah next week we'll look forward to the eight remaining episodes series 7b yeah. so as well as reviewing the christmas special we'll go over those eight episodes the things we officially know and speculate a bit say what we think you know is coming up mm. so mm. be prepared for that lee because i know uh, you don't okay. like the spoilers but these are all out in the world bring your earplugs <laughs> 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 And we will be talking about that on next Saturday's episode.
2: Mm. Yeah. Uh, can I just say we, we've just heard, haven't we, that they're starting filming the fiftieth anniversary episode in April? Yeah. So, so, there so is they haven't just, actually. They haven't just started 50th filming a fiftieth anniversary episode. <laughs> yeah. What else is happening in April? Been, Well,
1: I we don't think we needed that confirmed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but had it had it ever been officially said that there was going to be. Rather than a group of episodes, there was going to be a specific episode.
1: You mean a special as opposed to specials? Yes. Mm. Yeah, but I think you have to bear several things in mind. One, the people who make Doctor Who aren't always quite completely honest with us. Mm. So if they say special, Mm. it might not necessarily be the case. I believe I've heard that they've also said that on the day itself, the special will be 90 minutes, but that does not rule out the possibility of other episodes leading up to it. Right. Because insofar as I was aware, they are going back after Christmas to resume filming. Now, a couple of weeks ago, they finished filming series seven. They wrapped on series seven. So if they go back in January... And film for three months before they get to the Christmas special, they've basically got three hours worth of Doctor Who in the can.
2: Are you telling me that they're sneakily gonna do it before April?
1: No. I'm oh. saying that the Christmas the I'm saying
2: Note to self must listen.
1: I don't know I don't know <laughs> that they're going back in January. I could be wrong. Maybe they got three months off and they are going back in April. But if they do go back in January, the stuff that they're filming between January and April will be for, you know, other specials that will lead up to the anniversary special. Oh, so on mobile.
2: We could have the rest on mobile.
1: If they're filming in January, basically, if they're filming in January, there'll be like four specials. Mm. If they're not filming till April, it's one special. So, you know, watch this space. Keep your eyes on the Twitters, and if oh, there's filming reports in January, you know that there's going to be more than just one 90-minute special. What else uh- is happening in April?
3: Oh, I've done something know.
1: else. Go, yeah. on. I don't
2: know. go on, Simon. Tell the listeners what we're doing. We are organising a convention. We are. Not just a convention. It's a science fiction and fantasy festival. A festival, yes. Yeah. Lots of things going on. You don't mind us doing this, do you, JR? This is, he's looking at us like, go <laughs> on, no, then. plug I've... your stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to bring this up.
2: Oh, good, good, good. Um, yeah, no, it's. Um, it's going to be a huge thing actually, it's quite mammoth we've got, We own an art centre for the day mm. um, And we're going to be using all their resources and We've got a digital media centre that's giving us a cinema room, so we've got an all day cinema We've got edit suites there For displays and demonstrations Yeah, we've got <laughs> We've got an audio section as well So there's a big recording studio that's going to be opening up And showing bits and pieces going on We've got the auditorium, TV, film guests uh, and Authors, dealers uh, You know, walk arounds, All kinds, comic room
1: And you've got Jack Lemon, David Niven and Arnold Schwarzenegger coming,
2: haven't you? Yes, we have. Um, No, there's all kinds going on. So there'll be a website Mm. Say the date. April the
1: 7th. Say the location.
2: The Phoenix Arts Centre, Exeter. Almost right next to Exeter Central Station.
1: And who's the guest of honour? JR. (laughs) 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 Right, yes. advertisement done. Yes, yes it is. Is we are right?
2: working on some very interesting guests. Yeah, but we'll we? let you know on the website. So again, um, we've out. definitely got some novelists who have previously written Doctor Who novels. Yeah, yeah haven't we? Totally. Eighth Doctor novels. Yep. Star Wars um, actors. Um, hopefully, and all that kind get and stuff. some artists who've worked on some Doctor Who graphic novels. Yeah. Um, but you know, as far as the TV series itself, we are working on something, but we can't say any more than
1: that. Basically, what we have to say is this is not a large-scale Doctor Who convention. This is. You've got to be... You can't oversell yourself. We're not. It's going to be big. The people listening to this (laughs) podcast are the kind of people who will go to conventions where they have four doctors lined up. Yeah, no, I
2: appreciate it. This is not going to be... We're not talking showbiz big things but what we are talking stuff that goes under the skin
1: we're talking about uh, a nice day out yes. with a science fiction theme with yes. a doctor who twist in exeter on a sunday in april yeah, yeah absolutely but it's expect to be talk great
2: to day. some really interesting people people who've worked behind the scenes in front um, of the scenes in front of the, well yeah as yeah. well but uh it's going to have some guts
1: it will okay shall we move to the topic of the because uh, this is turning into an advertisement in fact, it's turned into an entire commercial break. Yeah. And if
2: you need a comedy waiter, uh, Claude the (laughs) Comedy Waiter (laughs) is available for hire Uh, Christmas parties. Thank you.
1: Simon. Yes. This is our... uh, Next week we're going to be talking about the Christmas special and looking ahead to 2013. So I think it's time we look back on 2012. Yeah. Mm. Simon, what is... uh, Let's say, what's your favourite memory doctor who stroke science fiction wise of something that has happened or that you've seen or during 2012 oh my god probably doctor who we should stick to really so but it doesn't necessarily well, mean to me. no
2: i think dinosaurs on a spaceship really in itself is um was that i was think a high five. i think it was a landmark <laughs> episode i think it was the moffat doctor who coming of age I think it was hitting all the right buttons. It was absolute entertainment incarnate.
1: And Lee, you're gonna
2: say the same? Well, uh, I'm not going to say the same. You said something related to Doctor Who he didn't have to be on telly. <clears> I yeah. think doing this podcast this is this has been the best thing this year for me. Doctor Who relation uh, related because we you know oh, we shit, sit here and we I was talk about, to about sack you after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think I'm saying this? It leaked. <laughs> No, seriously. Yeah. No, they're doing this and having good
0: feedback, which is great. I was very annoyed when Simon said dinosaurs on the spaceship. (laughs) I was going to say that. I've
3: not seen the revelation of Chris
2: Chibnall. Chris Chibnall revelation.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't in the highest of standing with me prior to that, I have to admit. I was one of those people who perhaps wasn't going to give him a chance, but I was very happy to be proved wrong.
1: Mm. What about Power of Three then? Also, that helped to prove you wrong?
2: Yeah, or, absolutely. Well, it proved it wasn't. It wasn't a one-trip pony. No, that, that he, even with a bit of a weekend, and it still was it, was. it was good. A week ending rather than not a week ending. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It shows that he can consistently write pretty damn strong Doctor Who.
1: Are you saying that it had such a weekend, and they should have shown it on the Sunday instead? Are you going to say that? <laughs> 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 Couldn't help myself. And of course, I, how about you? Well, of course, my book was out. Finally,
2: yeah. So. What,
0: what book's that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
2: and Who. Published <laughs> by Milk. Milk. M-I-W-K. If I, I just put my hand up and just say I started doing the illustrations for R's column in Starburst? Oh, yeah, that, that's has to be So a... actually having a regular slot for my artwork. Yeah. Something So a lot so. of stuff's happened this year, hasn't it? It has. It's been magic. For all of us.
1: Yeah. I mean, this was the year that Starburst came back into print as well. Yeah, sure. So even though I've been writing that column you know, for seven or eight months prior to this year, mm. actually seeing it in print was bloody lovely. Mm. Mm. And all of you listening to this podcast who don't buy Starburst magazine, go out and get yourselves a copy of You and Who. At... <laughs> <laughs> or go and buy the Starburst magazine <laughs> <laughs> as well, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> JR, Actually, fired. on the subject of You and Who, there's uh, still a couple of weeks left to make submissions for You and Who too. Next year, there's going to be two volumes of You and Who coming out simultaneously. One pertaining to the classic series, and one pertaining to the new series, or more or less. It's not going to be quite that cut and dried. And there are still plenty of spots left in the new series book, and some in the classic series book. And basically, it's a book of fans talking about how and why they got into Doctor Who, or why particular stories made a big impact on them. or just, you know, the Mm. general gist of it is, you tell something about yourself and something about Doctor Who, and you bring it together by telling the story of your relationship with Doctor
2: it's, Who. It's a fan's eye view of Doctor Who, isn't it? The, the first one is full of emotion and interest and, you know, something very different, I think, than what's out it. there. No. Um, <laughs> I, I read the blurb. But um, the, the second two, interestingly enough, you're doing, uh, you know, all of the stories. You're including every story, but you're not wanting to know about the story itself. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like reviews. the effect that that story may be had on you personally.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't want you
1: to review it because everybody's read reviews of these stories. Mm. We don't want to know what what happens in it. We want to know why what happens is it in it is important to you. Mm. So you and who dot weebly dot com. Indeed, go, go there and, buy. and find that. Yeah, buy the book. And be in the second one. Anything else through the year? Wow. Outside of sort of Doctor Who and that.
2: Well, we've we've been doing this Phonic Screwdriver on Phonic FM. Did that come into play in 2012? Yeah. I think it did. I think it did, right. So we did our first uh, radio um, um, show Mm. specifically aimed at science fiction. And actually, I think we, I don't know about you, but I came out. (laughs) <laughs> as a nerd and a geek yeah uh kind of you know by shouting it from the rafters as opposed to just going yeah i like dotto mm. now it's like oh well, i can't be bothered with hiding this i am a complete geek and a nerd all right so yeah
0: took 42 years <laughs> but i'm there now and it's marked nerdology yeah um that started in january some random guest for the first episode. I can't remember who it was now. Oh, total loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> yeah. had some book oh, coming me. out of the time. But. Skip that
2: one. Just go to <laughs> p- uh, part two. Yeah, or maybe the third one was pretty good, wasn't it? With Shaun of the Dead. I don't know who those geezers were, but they were mm. hilarious. The Black Hole one was very good as well. Oh, fantastic! We yeah. 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 Oh my god, <laughs> that's done really well. The Black Hole one, yes. out of all the episodes, it has.
0: strangely, yeah, randomly. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's the only way people can get to see the film these days. <laughs> we enjoy
0: the film. I do
1: <laughs> Yes. Uh, people, let's who is our uh, our Doctor Who person of the year? I mean I'm not doing like an awards thing. Uh, We've not voted or anything, but thinking back over the twelve months, what what person grabs you from the world of Doctor Who?
2: Matt Smith. I think at the last five he's just been I cannot fault anything he's done. Anything. The last five episodes? Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant the last five doctors. (laughs) No, the last five episodes. He's been on the ball every time. His timing's been great. His acting's fantastic. And even though I felt he was a bit shaky in in the first few of his, you know, when he started his tenure, uh, other people will argue with me, but I think acting-wise he was just trying to get get to grips with it. It is, to me... He's one of the strongest doctors around at the moment. He's just fantastic. He's the yeah. only doctor around. At I know what
0: you're saying. <laughs> you know huh? what I mean. I think for me, it's got to be Sucky Kark. From the moment we got his <laughs> name wrong all those months ago, <laughs> he's been a stalwart fan of the show. He keeps listening, the poor chap.
2: Yeah, well done. Yeah. yeah.
0: got to be Sucky, isn't it? Sucky Kark.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or Suki, as we used to call him. Her. <laughs> 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 dear.
1: Shimon. Oh, dear. The person... You can say Chibnall if you like. I
2: might. Well, yeah, I'm thinking that because I can't think of anyone else who really stands out as um, as a contribution to the series. I, I just think, yeah. Mm. I, I, yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> that's all off. I can say. Um, ho, however, if it was Stephen Moffat's idea of doing the movie-style series, of
1: each one being like a film, that's worked really well. I think they were already pretty much doing that. To be honest, they just put a name on it. Mm. I don't. I think you said its I don't
2: yeah. think it's been as filmic as it has. I, mean, I don't it's, think
1: it's been as grand in scale. I think they've put some money aside to make this year a bit grander in scale because last year's episodes were there was a huge divide between the Moffat episodes and the guest writers. Last year, the Moffat episodes were the expensive set piece episodes. Mm. And everybody else did a pretty much a chamber episode. They were, uh, you know, either set on the housing estate or in the hotel or on the ship. Mm. But they're pretty much all chamber pieces apart from the Moffat ones. Whereas this year, they've obviously set some mm. money aside. So they, the Western, the dinosaurs on the mm. spaceship, the Dalek Asylum. It's looked more blockbustery this year. Mm. But I still think the ones last year were more like films, you know, in a certain respect than Doctor Who generally tends to be. I think the Stephen Moffat era has been moving in that direction.
2: Yeah, you said this already. Because if you look at something
1: like, for example, Night Terrors or The God Complex, which are Mm. quite sort of urban-ish, they're a bit like, um, you know, these kind of urban horror thriller type things. Yeah. They're quite fairly common, you know.
2: I I don't know. I mean, if you'd have taken Night Terrors and brought it into the the latest season and said, right, do film it, you might have actually got it even more creepy, even more scary, even more kind of, I don't know, Japanese Um, ring kind of style of filming going on.
1: But I I think it was pretty much there. Mm,
2: It lacked a lot of atmosphere for me. You think it lacked atmosphere? Atmosphere. Yeah, it didn't have that.
1: See, that's the one thing I think... Apart from the pig dolls and Amy Change. I didn't think and that it was a atmosphere. I just think it wasn't terribly strong in terms of character. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, spending more money on it or making it more, inverted commas, filmic would have made any difference to Mark Gatiss's script. We're never going to you know. know. <laughs> so, oh, I haven't said anybody. I'll say Stephen Moffat. I think because I didn't like his first series in Charge, I absolutely adored his second series in Charge, and this year I've not enjoyed it quite as much as I enjoyed last year, but the fact that, in spite of the fact that he still continues to do the same old things over and over again, he can still surprise. You've you've rated it quite highly, haven't you, individually, the episode? Yeah, I like them yeah, all. Yeah. I think as a run of episodes, they're not as strong as Series 6 because I really enjoyed the run that was Series 6. And I thought Series 6 had a consistency the across run. the entire year. Whereas this year, is been, there's been no consistency between the episodes. They've all been very different in terms of tone. Yeah,
2: which was the point, I think,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying is, so therefore it doesn't feel so much of a piece Mm. which is what i liked about series six series six felt all of a piece that's like, why i prefer
0: series <clears> seven <throat> yeah yeah you're, not, don't you're like... not an arc man are you no well you it's,
1: it's not the of arc you see people get me wrong when i say this it's not the arc in series six that i liked it's the fact that all the writers were using similar
0: templates for their tones and themes
1: Mm. You know, some people may Mm. say "Oh,
0: Your argument is it feels more connected
1: It it does, it very much feels
0: More like
1: a bunch of writers Are all writing variations on the same theme Mm. And that's got Nothing to do with the art And everything to do with the kind of Tone
0: they're taking and the themes they're bringing up Going back to the monoids again aren't you Oh (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
2: Um, Brian Williams As well
3: Oh, Oh, how can
2: we forget Brian? He's a genius in his own lunchtime, isn't he? That man, (laughs) fantastic! What great acting from Mark Williams. I I love that character and great writing as well. Right from
1: the moment he comes in on top of that step ladder, (laughs) yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, he he got some great lines, and his comedy um, timing—you know—next to Matt Smith was. Second to none. I mean, the trowel moment just had me weeping who for said, ages. Somebody said that it's just another Bernard Cribbins. What do you mean, just another? I know. Somebody who said... cares? They're both brilliant. Yeah,
3: but I'm trying Get to think them together.
2: Who said it? Who said it? And I can't think they couldn't be more wrong. Well, a lot a... of people have said similar. Completely. I want to see the character. adventures of Wilf and Brian. <laughs> yeah, stick those two together. Be brilliant. <laughs> be the next Jago and Lightfoot. Hmm.
1: Uh, oh, I don't know. Anything else? No, done with well, Christmas.
2: We <laughs> said goodbye to the
1: ponds. Yeah, yeah, we haven't. Oh, on this show, have we? We've <laughs> not mentioned them. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> right, let's move on. What's next? I think <laughs> you know. I think I didn't like Amy in the first series. I liked her a lot more in the second. Yeah. because Karen Gillan calmed the performance right down. And this year they've been brilliant. But you let's,
2: know, let's not forget the chip pricked pr- the little balloon of the kind of self-importance of Amy Pond. This idea that she was a focal importance to Matt Smith's tenure in the, in the part that she was something important to the Doctor, and then
1: he 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 uh, elucidated it,
2: yes, and and basically deflated <clears throat> that that misdirection I suppose. I think really. we all said that this, we were kind of waiting for an Amy like this and she became the Amy that, yeah. she certainly became the Amy that me and Mark yeah. were expecting in the first series. Um, two series too late. It took two mm. series to, to get her there. The Change.
1: trouble is, if you'd have had this Amy before, brilliant, but by the time you get this Amy, you're just tired of Amy. Yeah. Maybe. And, you know, I can't much as I've liked her this year and last year, I just can't wait to see somebody else now. Yeah, tired of chasing Amy.
0: You need change. I'll never tire of Amy.
1: <laughs> you need change, though. That's kind of the point, isn't She's it? She's too tall. And if you've had the same doctor and the same companion for three years, you know you've yeah. not had it. You've got to l- start listening to people when they're talking. Lee, I, I heard everything you just said. Ah, okay, yeah, but when you've had the same <laughs> companion for three years, did no, same did
2: doctor you, and you, companion. Does your wife come on, to you that's as well, not too, too bad. Like? bad. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. My missus was, does it to me. I've already thrown what did away... What I say? <laughs> I've already thrown away, the <laughs> what you've just said, because it was, wasn't was important. I thought you were going to carry on with your point. Which was? When you get the same doctor and companion relationship for three years. And? Dot, dot, dot. You didn't finish.
1: You need change.
2: Yes. Mm. <laughs> oh, you want me to talking, give you an answer as well? I well, think what's been a shame, though, is <laughs> I felt like it was it was shaping up to almost like a Troughton-type uh, arrangement. With mm. the Doctor and the Jamie character and the girl character. Mm. Mm. you know not really It's a really nice balance. That would have been I better. That,
1: but yes, but the thing is when it was the Doctor and Jamie and either Zoe or Victoria. Yeah. There was a relationship between the three of them that kind of brought the best out of all three of them. Yeah. Whereas the trouble is Rory keeps kicking, getting kicked to the side. Always, so yeah. that would have been the best enough, thing.
2: If you see enough, if you saw the stuff behind the scenes back when Confidential was alive. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the relationship that, between the actors wasn't. Yeah. It was only the relationship between the characters. Yeah, and yeah. Them. And maybe they were too close to the production to see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Rory's always getting kicked to the side and Amy is always getting all this really self... Mm. Uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? But she is very self. Yeah. She's everything she does amy is me. all about amy yeah mm. and maybe the actors couldn't see this but on screen it was pretty
0: wearing yeah. sometimes mm. Mm. he talks about the need for change absolutely new title sequence oh yeah new theme tune we're getting a new, new title Tardis sequence interior.
1: and theme tune it oh,
0: to this, yeah. and yeah. new interior for the Tardis. Yeah. yeah and a new companion
2: i can't believe how excited i am about this i'm really excited about it can't wait
0: it's like Christmas, isn't it? It's is like Christmas,
2: Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm going to wrap my this... TV up. I'm going to undo it at the time of <laughs> when Doctor Who's <laughs> on. Just wrap, unwrap it. What time but it as mean?
1: we record this, it's exactly seven days away. Of course, by the time this goes out, it'll be something like three days away. So, so we forget get it mixed in
2: time. <laughs> happy Christmas. <clears throat> One and all.
1: Okay, so putting aside the anniversary... <laughs> oh, I thought we finished. Go on. Well, no, I was just going <laughs> to... Well, one more thing. Putting aside the anniversary, the fact yeah. that it's an anniversary year, and leaving aside the companion for a minute as well, is there anything that you'd like to see or are
0: particularly looking forward to next year? Diana Rigg. Can't wait to see the episode with her and I think she's mm. an amazing actress. Is that just because you like the Avengers? Well, there is that as well. didn't realise she don't look like I, that. I, yeah, I don't think she'll be wearing the catsuit. But um, no, I think she's a really good actress and I do look forward to seeing her.
2: I'm looking forward to K-9 coming back and singing some songs again like he used to do in the old K-9 and Company. <laughs> I do miss him.
0: He's too busy hovering in <laughs> Australia
2: now, isn't he? No. no, I think, um, you
1: know... Did that go to the second series? I don't,
0: I don't care. No, I just it, stopped hearing about it's it. It's terrible.
2: Oh. Uh, Richard E. Grant. I'm really looking forward to seeing. It. I know you said not the Christmas special, but I am looking forward to him and him to be a returning character as well. <laughs>
1: oh, you never know.
2: Oh, that's too much information. <laughs> no, I'm want, lying. He wants, <laughs> we, want, nah. we want Solomon to come back, don't we? we want Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> yeah, bring back yeah. Filch.
1: Yeah. Well, we don't know what happened to him. He may worry What may worry well not be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul McGann. Oh, I said but
2: not I am, an anniversary. Am, oh no, no you meant <laughs> the, I am convinced. the You meant the audios, the big finish audios. You're looking forward to listening Actually, to yeah, him. Dark Eyes is, but I'm good. convinced it's gonna lead into I reckon this this new image and everything like that isn't just about the audios, I reckon it's all leading up to him being involved in the series, and that's my hunch. You better do, otherwise I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Eyes was quite decent if you heard it Lee no it comes in a box set does it not it does and I can't afford it, yeah. that quite yet but I will yeah. do good shall we wrap it then let's oh good Miss pun you did there <laughs> um, uh... just quickly have we, any of us asked for anything dot to related for Christmas And do we know if we're getting anything dot too related for Christmas
1: oh well in my house I have to buy my own Christmas presents
2: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a copy of you and
1: who oh I know a signed are. copy Aww. what do you mean I'm signing it for Simon. Does that mean Andrew is going to come round my house between now and Christmas and get me to sign it?
2: Oh, we're all going out for a meal on Sunday, aren't we? We're having a Christmas. We're there you are. See we're a having a sign works it. do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I she's, bringing it, she's bringing Christmas it with her. Party.
0: <laughs> it's usually someone who gets drunk and embarrasses themselves, isn't there?
1: Mark, anything
0: Christmas-related <laughs> Christmas for you? Uh, not Doctor who I, I'm aware of, unless I'm going to get a surprise. I said anything Christmas-related, didn't I? You did. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> he well, hasn't he, had a drop of played, sherry. He blames me think for it. not listening. <laughs> Pun.
2: What? I know I'm getting the it Avengers wasn't box set. I wasn't
1: listening. Is that I wasn't talking properly? No, he wasn't listening to you. I'm getting
2: the Avengers Blu-ray box set for Christmas. Oh, I know I'm getting that. Wait. That's
1: what? You mean Avengers Assemble?
2: Yes. Yes. And all Assemble. the
0: other and the, all films them. that lead mm. up to it.
1: Mm. Marvel Universe yes. in a Blu-ray box set yes. coming soon to a Simon near you.
2: I'm hoping to get one of those little flannels with the Cyberman on that is very
1: small the and expandable. compact. The expandable. Yeah. I had one of those.
2: Yeah. Not so great. Oh, oh. That's my <laughs> stupid little fizzle. face. Oh, it's as cute, I, but I, you
1: can't use it. As, ex, as I keep
2: saying, <laughs> Lee is an expert on expanding flannel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we're uh, leaving this podcast. Uh, podcast. gets <laughs> <laughs> better. At exactly the same point where we came in. Yeah, so we Shambles. should say <laughs> we should say good night, and we should wish you all a very merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Hope you enjoy the Christmas special,
0: and a merry Christmas to all of you at home. <laughs> very good.
2: <What> you <laughs> Who was that? That's that supposed to be Billy. <laughs> I, oh, uh,
0: I didn't do a Billy Fluff, did I? So it probably didn't come across. so well. I thought
2: it was Mister Burns.
0: Excellent.
2: <laughs> I always think Billy Fluff sounds like he's got wind. I think a belly fluff. Oh maybe, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I can think of is the fluff in your belly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I was JR. I was Lee. I was Mark.
0: And I was Santa Claus.
1: And I was gonna sign off by saying a very Merry Christmas to all of you at home, but Mark seems to have stole my point.
3: (laughs)
2: You can contact us by email via blueboxpodcast at yahoo.co.uk.
1: recording yeah yeah it's recording okay. so we're gonna send one out to nicholas beg oh and i'm sitting and in a dalek dalek, dalek. dalek. ho oh, dalek i'm sitting in a dalek dalek ho oh, dalek i'm sitting in a dalek dalek ho oh, dalek. Dalek,
3: dalek. Oh.
2: Dalek. that sounded a bit more uh oh 1980s German Durand didn't
1: it it would have sounded better if mark had joined in should we try it with um. mark um <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come on, Mark.
3: We can't do this without you. That's yeah, up for debate. It's Silence! It's